Kia ora. Welcome to the Arise Church podcast. For more details, you can find us at arisechurch.com. But right now, we're going to hear from our senior leader, Amy Kendrew. We trust you'll enjoy today's message. It's about thinking bigger, about dreaming again, about being all that He has called us to be. And I want to talk to us today about what it means to pursue Jesus. Pursue Jesus. And I want to say that when we talk about Jesus, we're not just talking about Jesus. We're talking about God the Father, Jesus the Son, the Holy Spirit, all that He is, pursuing all that He is and all that He has for us. And so if you're taking notes this morning, which I encourage you to do, is uh, the title of my message is Pursuit is Not a Personality Type. Pursuit is Not a Personality Type. And I'm what, what I'm believing for, what we're going to do this morning, is I want to remind us that pursuit of Jesus, the pursuit of Jesus, is for every one of us. It's for every person. Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. It's what we sang this morning. That it is a holy habit. Pursuit is something we need to cultivate daily. That it is a holy wrestle. We are called to be resilient in our faith. That it is our holy calling. That we should walk different, be different because of the call of God on our lives. And it is our holy identity. We find who we are when we pursue Jesus. So if we are to build His church, if we are to advance His kingdom, if we are to make an impact on our world, then we need to be passionate, effective, devoted pursuers of Jesus. So today, in the time that we have left, I want to unpack what that means for us here in Wellington, here online in 2024 as members of Arise Church. What does it mean to pursue Jesus? So let's pray, and then we're going to get on with the rest of our message. Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you that you are here. You are here in this place. So Holy Spirit, I pray, come. Fill every heart. Fill every life. Let this message not just be words, ideas, information, but let it be impartation to every spirit, Let hearts be open this morning to receive all that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. We are all passionate about something. I'm sure that if I was to go across this room and ask you what you are passionate about, I'm sure there would be very many different uh, answers, right? People ask me, what am I passionate about? Well, you know, as a mum of three, I'm passionate about silence, (laughs) mostly, napping, Um, You know, Ben, he always listens to music, bless him, but he always has music playing. And as soon as he leaves the house, as soon as he leaves the car, I turn that thing off. And people say, what podcasts are you listening to, Amy? Podcasts, are you kidding me? I've got enough people talking at me without a podcast. But maybe for you it's sport or music or fitness Food, that's one of my passions. Travel, home. I have an 11-year-old son. He has two great passions in life. Football, if I was to show you my iPad. This is my iPad, but he's changed the screensaver to be a player from Chelsea. I, don't, I think it's Mudrick. You don't say Modric, you say Mudrick. 
Um, he's also passionate about Prime. What is Prime, you ask? Well, for those who don't know what Prime is in the room, let me educate you. Prime is a sports drink. It is an overpriced, disgusting sports drink um, that was started by YouTubers. And um, so they launched this sports drink and every preteen boy on the earth now all of a sudden needs this sports drink. And I tell you, we have searched the length and breadth of my home city Christchurch for prime flavours. And so he would like me to tell you that if you have found the grape flavour of prime, to please let me know. We have successfully, I preached this in Christchurch last, a couple of weeks ago, and we successfully found Glowberry, um, and so now we're just on the hunt for grape. Um, so if anyone knows a store in Wellington that has grape prime, we would be much appreciated for that. But for different people, you're passionate about different things. And we may express that passion in different ways. Researching, hunting shops. I've been to explosive supplements stores looking for prime. But we, you know, for Ben, I do not like going to the stadium with Ben because he is so loud and everybody looks at us and he is so passionate and I just want to hide. But, you know, there are different personalities and preferences and we express our passion in different ways. But I want to encourage us, when it comes to the things of God, when it comes to pursuing Jesus, it's different. If we are followers of Jesus, if we are his disciples, if we are going to together build his church, advance his kingdom and impact our world, then this is not about preference. It is not about a personality type. We can be passionate about a whole lot of different things, but what unites us in this room today is our passion to pursue Jesus. It says every knee will bow that Jesus came to seek and save all who were lost. As we sang earlier this morning, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Pursuit transcends personality or preference. We must all, we are all called to be passionate pursuers of Him. And look, they may express itself in different ways. You may study the Word. You might lift your hands. You might bow your knee. You might chase after everything He has. Prayer. These are different expressions of our pursuit of God, but we are not exempt from pursuing Him if we are disciples of Jesus. So I want us to look at a key scripture today, the story of Jacob. As we talk about pursuing Jesus, I want us to look at a story found in the Old Testament of this man called Jacob. Now Jacob's background is that from the very beginning of his life, he has been a fighter. At birth, it says that he was grasping at his brother's heel, trying, fighting to be the firstborn because the firstborn would receive the blessing. He had been pursuing something and this pursuit of a blessing, the blessing of the firstborn consumed him. It became his identity. He deceived his father to receive the blessing that was reserved for his brother. He deceived his father-in-law to gain wealth he was deceived by his father-in-law to marry a woman that he didn't love. And he was constantly deceiving and being deceived and fighting in his own strength. And this had led to fear, an identity crisis. It came to define him. And it led to division and a severed relationship with his brother. But God still 
meets him. And I think that that is a great reminder for all of us this morning, that despite all the things we might have done, all the things that might have, uh, we might have stuffed up, the ways that we might have tried to bring division or deceit or mistakes, that God still desires to have relationship with us. He still wants to meet with us. He still wants us to pursue Him. And so when, when God meets Jacob, he has a dream and a revelation of the house of God. Surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. It is through Jacob that the beginning of the nation of Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel. And in this moment that we're going to read in a moment, God has called Jacob back home. And after years of separation and fear and bitterness, he's preparing to meet his brother for the first time. With fear gripping his heart, as he has heard the rumour that his brother is going to kill him, and he sent gifts ahead of him to appease Esau, he sent his family, and we find him in this moment, and he is all alone. And he needs God to intervene in his situation. He has come to the end of himself. And so we find ourselves here in Genesis chapter 32, where Jacob has an encounter with God. A moment in the presence of God, all alone, he pursues Jesus. And so it says this, Genesis 32, 22 to 32. During the night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two servant wives and his 11 sons and crossed the Jabbok River with them. After taking them to the other side, he sent over all his possessions. This left Jacob all alone in the camp. And a man came and wrestled with him until the dawn began to break. When the man saw that he would not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of his socket. Then the man said, let me go, for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. What is your name? The man asked. He replied, Jacob. Your name will no longer be Jacob, the man told him. From now on, you will be called Israel because you have fought with God and with men and have won. Please tell me your name, Jacob said. Why do you want to know my name? The man replied. Then he blessed Jacob there. Jacob named the place Peniel, which means face of God. For he said, I have seen God face to face, yet my life has been spared the sun was rising as Jacob left Peniel and he was limping because of the injury to his hip. There are many things that we can learn in this moment of encounter with God when it comes to our own pursuit of Jesus. It's commonly agreed that man here in this passage is referring to God, that Jacob was wrestling with God that he could come to a place where he could no longer do things in his own strength and he needed to rely on God. And it was there that he found the blessing of God. He couldn't rely on his wealth, on his skills, on his strength, but he needed to wrestle with God alone. And that is a word for us today, that sometimes we have got to sort out our own stuff. We can't let someone else wrestle what is our calling, our wrestle. And in that moment, he pressed in and he finally received from God everything that he had been searching for. God blessed him there. He'd been searching for a blessing and he found the blessing of God. And in that moment, he received an identity change. 
You see, Jacob means supplanter, which means someone who takes over the place of others, usually on purpose. All his life, this had defined him, the deceit, fighting for his position. And now his name was Israel, which means wrestles with God or triumphant with God. For Jacob, his identity had been wrapped up in his deception of others, but now his identity was wrapped up in his pursuit of God. No one is one who wrestles with God or is triumphant with God. You see, pursuit is not just a personality type, but it is for each and every one of us to have our own wrestle, our own encounter with God. And it is active. It is not passive. It requires something from us. It costs us something. But our lesson from Jacob is that God can use our brokenness. God can use our past. And God wants to wrestle. And God wants to give us a new identity when we pursue after Him. So today, in the time we have left, I wanna talk to us about four holy things. And I'm gonna expand on this a little bit more tonight. If you're in Wellington, come back tonight but what it means to pursue Jesus wholeheartedly. Four holy things that pursuit is. Firstly, pursuit is our holy habit. Pursuit is our holy habit. You see, the risk we face, the risk we face, church, and our generation in this world that we live in is that we are spiritually starved. We go snacking rather than feasting on the things of God. You know, we just, we lack intentionality. There is so much, we just live off almost short reels of God, flicking through so much content, so much that we can consume, but we never digest it, we never take it in, we never allow it to nourish us spiritually. And the truth is that pursuit must be something that we cultivate daily. It is not something I can do for you. It's not something your life group leader can do for you. It's not someone sitting next to you. They can do for you, but it's something we must cultivate as our holy habit, our worship, our pursuit of God daily. When Jesus teaches the disciples to pray in Matthew 6 verse 11, He says, give us today our daily bread. And he's not talking about physical, literal bread, but the nourishment that comes from the Word of God, from the presence of God, from the person of Jesus. So just as in the physical, we need daily nourishment from food and from water. We also need spiritual nourishment. And we can't expect... We can get all that we need from a Sunday service. The Sunday service is almost like a celebration of the saints together in one place as we worship and we lift up Jesus. But we can't just go from Sunday and then wait till next Sunday. But tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, feasting, getting nourishment from the Word of God as our holy habit. In Psalm 5, verse 2, it says, In the morning, O Lord, you will hear my voice. In the morning, I will prepare a prayer and a sacrifice for you and watch and wait for you to speak to my heart. The psalmist cultivated a daily habit of pursuing the things of God. We must be someone, people, 
It is our holy habit every day. Open the Word of God. Turn on a worship song. Get in the presence of God. Pursue all that He has for us. That's why we believe in, in Sunday services, because that's a place where we can encourage one another, hear the Word of God together. That's why we believe in life groups as a place where we can strengthen and, and, and speak to one another and challenge one another and say, hey, how are you going? How's the Word of God in your life? What's God speaking to you about today? When was the last time you really got in His presence? All of these things to cultivate that holy habit, that daily habit of chasing and pursuing God. Pursuit is our holy habit. Secondly, pursuit is our holy wrestle. Our holy wrestle. And I really want to speak to this today. Because, oh man, I, at the risk we face is that we are spiritually weak. We lack resilience in our faith. Jesus talked about it, that the, the seeds were sown and some of it fell on ground and the, the worries and things of this world choked it up because it had no root. And I sometimes, I wonder whether that can be our story, is that we, we receive the Word of God with great joy and then trouble comes, challenge comes and we, we tap out rather than press in. Jacob wrestled all night, all night. I don't know about you, but sometimes it feels like, God, I have been fighting all night. When is the breakthrough coming? But I want us to be a company of people here at Arise Church that when trouble comes, when challenge comes, that we don't tap out, but we say, I will not let go until you bless me. I will not let go of you, God. Ephesians 6, verse 10 to 13. Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on all of God's armour so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. We are not fighting a flesh and blood battle. Yeah. We may think we are fighting people in our world, but we are fighting an enemy of our soul who wants to come and destroy. And we need to get some holy grit. We need to put on the armour of God. And we need to say, I'm gonna press in. I'm not gonna let go. I'm gonna take hold of these strongholds. I'm gonna tear it down. I'm gonna say, His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm gonna bring heaven to earth. Come on. This morning in the worship, I'm like, oh, come on, God. I'm praying in tongues. I'm saying, God, come on. I break every stronghold in this place. We're not gonna sit back, but we're gonna press in after everything that you have for us. 
So it says this, sorry, I, I paused. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armour so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Oh, would we say that? I am still standing I am still standing firm. It is our holy wrestle. So how can we do this? Well, I mean, Ben shared about some of our values, that we would be a people of prayer. Well, I believe that we need to be people that press in with our prayers. I mean, we can pray some prayers sometimes, like, okay, God, help me to find a car park, or, you know, God, bless me. But I feel that sometimes that's good. But sometimes God wants us to be like, no, you know what? I am not going to give up. I am not going to give in. I'm going to press in. I'm going to storm heaven. And I'm going to believe for a breakthrough. I'm going to say, no weapon formed against me will prosper. I am the head and I am not the tail. I will live and I will not die. I am more than a conqueror. I am victorious in Christ Jesus. So that's why, again, we believe in life groups surrounding ourselves with people who will encourage us, wrestle with us, not physically, maybe in some youth life groups, but wrestle with us in the spirit. Say, I'm holding up your hand and I'm fighting for you. Pursuit is our holy wrestle. And the other two really quickly, but I'm gonna spend more time on this, these ones tonight. Pursuit is our holy calling. The risk is that as followers of Jesus, we don't look any different, we don't act any different than anyone else around us. We compromise our conviction for convenience. And sometimes some of us, we're in this world as secret agent Christians. Nobody would know. But the truth is that we are set apart in the world and not of the world. That our pursuit will cost us something. We are called to walk different, look different, talk different. Our home is not here on earth. So our identity, our call cannot be here on earth. We are called to live holy lives with an eternal view. It cost Jacob a night's sleep. It cost him an injury. He was walking with a limp. We are called to be people who walk with a holy limp, set apart in His presence, walking different, looking different. First Peter 2 verse 9, you are not like that. You are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possessions. As a result, you show others the goodness of God, for He called you out of the darkness and into His wonderful light. How do we live out this holy calling as we pursue Jesus? Well, it's about how we live, how I, what I say, taking care over what I consume, about the environments that I go into, how I treat my body. I'm gonna walk different. Oh man, everyone else is doing it. Oh, but I am not like that. It's normal to respond that way. Oh, but I am not like that. It might cost me. It might mean I say no to some things, but I am living with eternity in mind. You know, think about uh, last year, I did some study around Christian history and you hear these amazing, incredible and challenging stories about the people in the early church martyred for their faith so that we could read the Bible so that we could read the Bible in English, so that we could have the Word of God for ourselves, so that we could worship in freedom, 
so that we could know the expression of this church. They lived with eternity in mind. Some of them not even seeing the impact that they had on this world, but saying, I'm living not for this earth, but for heaven. For many of us, we need to live with eternity in mind, count the cost and follow wholeheartedly. And finally, I'm gonna talk about that more tonight. Finally, pursuit is our holy identity. The risk is that we live without revelation of who we are, who we are in God, as the band come. But through salvation, we have a new identity in Christ and we outwork that salvation through our pursuit of Him. The truth is that our pursuit of God will change, define and shape our identity. Jacob had a name change. We may not need to change our name, but we need to change our identity when we pursue Christ. He was no longer defined by his insecurities, by his past, by his fears, but he was defined as someone who pursues God. Let us be. I am passionate about this. I am working in this arena, but I am defined by my pursuit of God. No matter our passions, our personality or our preference, when it comes, let it be said of all of us, they have been with Jesus. Acts 4.13, when they saw the courage of Peter and John, realised that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and took note that these men had been with Jesus. What would they say about you and I? I didn't even know they followed God. Oh, there's something about them. They, they've been with Jesus. And look, maybe the person you work with, maybe the person at school doesn't define it in that way, but they know there is something different about the way you speak, the way you treat people, your work ethic the way you walk, talk, what you consume, the environments that you're in. Can you imagine a company of people who when people see us come and go, oh, they've been with Jesus. They've wrestled with God. Oh, Amy, she's, she's a mum. She's driving around Christchurch looking for Prime, but she's been with Jesus. She's passionate about the things of God. Oh, you know, maybe they're just an ordinary business owner. Oh, but they have wrestled with God. Oh, they are just a, they're an ordinary teacher. But there is something about them, the way they teach that class, that they are a pursuer of God. The way they run that business, the way they raise that family, the way they treat their parents, the way they speak to their friends, the way that they are in traffic, the way they respond to challenge, there is something about them that is different. Can you imagine? Personality type, preference, doesn't matter. We are all called to pursue Jesus. It's our life to live, it's our holy calling. It's a holy habit, something we need to cultivate daily. It's a holy wrestle, something we're called to, be, to build resilience in our faith. It's our holy calling to live different because of the call of God on our lives. And it's our holy identity, 
We find who we are when we pursue Jesus. Would you stand across this place this morning and online if you want to stand as well in your lounge room or wherever you are. I want to pray for you as we finish this morning. And then we're going to sing. Every knee will bow, every tongue confess. But it's my joy to do it now. Because while we live with eternity in mind, here we are on earth and our holy calling is to pursue Jesus so that we can bring the things of heaven down to earth. To pursue Him so that we can bring change and transformation in every arena of our society. In the political arena, in the media arena, in education, that we would be people who pursue Jesus. And because we do, people go, they've been, there's something different about them. So I wanna pray for you this morning that as you pursue Jesus, that you would advance His kingdom, that His kingdom would come to earth in your arena, maybe in your family, in your marriage, whatever area you're in. So right now, would you close your eyes? Would you lift your hands? I wanna pray over you. I wanna commission you this morning. Every person in every arena, a pursuer of Jesus Christ. So Jesus, right now, I commission every person in whatever arena they are in, in their family, in their neighbourhood, and as a parent, in their friendships, in their place of work, in their industry, whatever you have called them to do. I pray that you would find each one of us to be pursuers of your presence. And that as we do, as we pursue Your presence, as we pursue all that You are and all that You have for us, I pray that You would find us as people that walk different, that look different, that bring the Kingdom of Heaven to earth. In Jesus' mighty Name. Thank you for joining us for the Arise Church podcast. We hope this message has blessed you. For more content or resources, visit arisechurch.com. Matiwa, see you soon.